This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. It is time for another edition of Unholstered. Welcome on in. We're glad you're able to hang out with us this weekend. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I represent the local media side here on Unholstered, and I'm sitting alongside my co-host, Sophia. Good morning, everyone. My name is Captain Sophia rosales Catina of the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome to Unholstered. Yeah, obviously, Sophia represents the uh, <laughs> local police side of things. This show is all about the local media teaming up with the local police department to share and tell all of the stories and talk about all of the things that don't often get discussed when it comes to law enforcement and we say it every week no topic is off limits and boy Sophia we are diving in to a lot today head first yeah we're diving in head first (laughs) I've been so anxious to get to this Um, it kind of started out as the topic of just like soft on crime policies but it kind of took a it took an interesting turn for us because for folks who don't know it, Illinois uh, just announced a couple of weeks ago that they are getting ready to eliminate the cash bail system called January 1, 2023. And to me, that kind of funnels into that soft on crime conversation. But before we really get into the nuts and bolts of all of this, Sophia, I think it's so important that we are all on the same page. So Mm -hmm. can you just start by kind of explaining what the cash bail system currently is? So basically what it is, is the people are arrested on offenses, misdemeanor felony offenses. They're taken to jail. In order for you to get out of jail, you're supposed to post a bond, what they call a bond. So this is a preset amount of money that you would post to ensure your attendance at court, your arraignment. Um, usually it's like when you see it, the, bo- I, the bonds used to be back when I was on the street more on third shift. It was like $750 for a misdemeanor offense, but you only have to post 10%, 10% of that. Right? Yeah. So it's like 75 bucks and you're out. Um now, most here in Allen County, most of the misdemeanor offenses are um, your own recognizance. So it means you're OR'd. Mm-hmm. You no, no bail is needs to be posted. For misdemeanors. But yes. that's not for the same misdemeanors, for felonies, Not right? the same yeah. for felonies. Felonies still have the cash bond. Um, and then you're let go and then arraign, come in for arraignment the next morning. Um, that's how it is here. Um, I don't think that that's going to be leaving anytime soon for us. Let's um, hope not. Unless the legislature chooses different, but I don't think that's even on their plate at this point to, to take a cashless bail system. Okay, so then why is it um, that there, I mean, there are a lot of folks, there are a lot of groups, there are a lot of organizations who oppose the cash bail system. Why yes. is that? So I think that the thinking is, is that at least from what I've read, is that the argument is is that the cash bail system disproportionately impacts minority communities. And by eliminating the practice, they they want to help more ensure what they call a more equitable outcome. I don't know that to me that I can reconcile that with an equitable outcome or evidence. of Um, But then they're saying because you shouldn't be penalized for being poor. Is basically right. the bottom line, which I can, I might tend to understand and agree with um, on certain offenses. Um, you know, am I? Are you talking like what? Like what would be one of those offenses? Like, make this make sense for me. So most misdemeanors, you know, if you got arrested for say 
a trespass charge like you you went you were banned we have a lot of banning in fort wayne so we have um we, we have a large homeless population and sometimes they can become problematic at area businesses so those businesses sign a form with our department to um let us ban people if they're determined that they're not unwanted and they've been asked to leave several times. Mm. They keep coming back. We have the ability with the business's permission to ban that person. Once we ban them officially, then if they come back again, we can take them to jail for criminal trespass. Okay. So for me, that would be, an, and like we hear, have here for most misdemeanors, that is an, a, a cashless bail. That That for me would be, okay. It's just a trespass. They weren't doing anything like physically harming anybody. They were just where they weren't supposed to be, where we told them not to go or the business didn't want them and they kept returning. We have a lot of that. Okay. Um, so something like that. Okay. So then they kind of yeah, insert a, this mentality yes. of you shouldn't be penalized for being poor yeah. if you can't afford a driving bond. status. So you're driving while suspended misdemeanors that you, you know you could go to jail for or you don't have a license you've but never what, had a license but what about the people who um, are going to say sophia and i'm sure you know what i'm about to say yeah. but i mean don't break the law then don't commit said crime don't be where you're not supposed to be right and and that's fine but but for me and for if we're talking about if if those things are, you know, because most of the people that are that are going to be doing these kinds of things are indigent people. Most of the people on a trespass list in downtown Fort Wayne are yeah. homeless. They're indigent. They're poor. They're not going to be able to afford the $75 bail. Mm -hmm. So should they sit in jail until their court appearance? Which could be at this point as they're running behind to catch up from several years of or from like, you know, several um, months of pushing off court cases because mm -hmm. of COVID. Now they're backlogged, so it might be months. Should they sit in jail for not adhering to a trespass mm -hmm. versus someone who could get out because they had $75? Right. So I, that's where that's where it gets. But if the crime for me, if the crime is not a crime of injury or threat of injury to somebody else or something like that, it's a little more palatable. Say you say you never received a license. That's a jailable offense in the state of Indiana. Hmm. Um, if in your driving, um, we could take you to jail yeah. for that. So okay, I can so I can those see kind the of arguments yeah. for. In some scenarios, you know, yeah. shouldn't be penalized essentially for being poor, which is the argument that is being made by a Correct. lot of groups and organizations yeah. when it comes to getting rid of and or um, reworking the cash bail system. But specifically, I kind of want to talk about Illinois. As I mentioned, um, it's been announced there's been a law enacted. Let's just say that they're getting rid of it just to kind of sum it all up here. I know you can kind of get into the more of the nitty gritty of it. Um, January 1. 2023 yeah. I, I guess for me Sophia I mean it's no secret if you listen to this program before I'm in favor of the cash bail system yeah. what what's going to happen without it or potentially what would happen without it what could happen without it I think it's going to be a revolving door when we've seen this at other cities or other states that have implemented like these kind of practices. So there's a lot of a lot of cities around the nation that have that have implemented a cashless bail. Seattle's one of them. Houston's one of them. Um, but there's no other states that have actually done this. States before, who right? have not done statewide. Yeah, this, right. to me this is cr this is mind blowing to me. It is mind blowing to me, and they're right. You know, they butt up right against us. 
I, I think this is going to end up being like a, just a, a, a turnstile of crime, repetitive crime from the same people going over and over and over because you're not holding them. And the list is frightening of what the cash, no, no cash bond bail, whatever will be encompassing. So do you have that list. I do have that list. Um, these are the non-detainable offenses. So these are things that people will just be arrested. They'll be processed. They'll be immediately let go. Aggravated battery, aggravated driving while intoxicated, intimidation, kidnapping, robbery, second-degree murder, threatening what? a public official, drug-related homicide, burglary, arson, and aggregated, uh, aggravated fleeing uh, from an officer. Those are the ones in... in, in, in second-degree second murder? Second-degree murder. And I don't know what that actually means in Illinois, but I when I hear second-degree murder, I'm thinking, okay, first I know what first-degree murder is here. I couldn't imagine second-degree murder or any kind of criminal recklessness or anything being allowed to just bond out or, or not bond out. Or You're just walking out. Even kidnapping. Yeah. And and they and so so this is where it gets confusing. So this act is called actually the Safe T Act, yeah. which I'm like, wow, okay, that's a bad word to put on that. But it so the Safety Act uh, states that a person will only be detained, which means uh, kept in jail pending a cash posting, cash bail posting, when it is determined that the defendant poses a specific real and present threat to a person or has a high likelihood of willful flight. And I'm thinking, you just kidnapped someone. Isn't that a threat to yeah. someone? Or so, committed second degree murder. Yeah, or drug related homicide. I mean, that's a threat. Aggravated to people. battery. You yeah, just any physically harm someone. That <laughs> any is, of those. Okay, that's just dumb. So that's it, dumb. It, it doesn't, in my brain, it doesn't calculate right and i don't know if i'm not i don't know if i'm understanding this right or if maybe i'm just the weird one here no 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 <laughs> that's not, not equating in my brain okay you said earlier to us when you were explaining cash bail you said you know that 10 percent that you're going to pay let's just use the 75 dollars example yeah. that you gave us the 75 dollars they needed to pay that's to assure your attendance in court right yes okay so we eliminate the cash bill system in Illinois. Isn't there essentially then no consequence or nothing there to assure that you are going to appear in court? Just your word. Just so that's, that's yeah. it. Like, okay, see you later, Barb. I'll be back for my court hearing. Yeah. I just committed second degree murder. I just kidnapped this child. I'll be back. Am I understanding this correctly? That and that's my understanding of how the cash cashless bail system will work it's just well, your, why, your why? word but i don't know there's there's no and as i do, dove into this so you know you know you get down these rabbit holes of of you know you do trying i'm trying to keyword search things and i'm finding all these things and i found a, an article um from somewhere that said that Washington DC was an early pioneer in in pretrial reform so they've been they've been using um They've been eliminating cash bail since the 1960s there. Um, they said, according to this study, that they had 94% of defendants that are released pretrial. 91% of them appear in court for their trial. I don't believe that, but okay, fine. I have fine. a hard time believing yep. that, too, because I Googled in what are the highest cities for the highest crime rate, and it was D.C. Washington, D.C. Of course. Um, with a 999.8% crime rate or 
999.8 crime rate per 100,000 people. Wow. So that's like almost 100 of 100,000 yeah. people are that. So, uh, and they're up, their homicides are up 14% compared to 19. 19- 2021 robberies up 24% burglary by 8 and motor vehicle theft by 4 so they're actually increasing i think they've taken bigger steps to eliminate the cash bail system there or if i'm not mistaken i think they've completely eliminated it so so in theory by just looking at that particular study those stats that you just pulled eliminating the cash bail system makes your city more dangerous I- I, yes, I mean, because I'm, I'm looking at the crime rate here for 2021 and uh, but 2022, and I know we're only like, what, nine Halfway months into through, yeah. it. But I mean, as I looked all over the nation, it looks like the cities that are predominantly cashless bail cities are the ones struggling right now with high numbers of, of, of crime. Seattle's another one. Yeah. They've eliminated it. Altogether, they have completely obliterated their police force. I mean, they're leaving in droves. They are so far down in numbers. Um, But they're recording their highest number of homicides. Um, They recorded their highest number in 2020 at 53. They saw 42 last year, while 2022 had already had 27. Um, And, you know, Chicago's another one. you yeah. know, and that's in Illinois. You're going to make Illinois a, a big Chicago. We all know it, how rampant crime is in Chicago. It's, it's big. And while because they do these things on per capita basis, mm-hmm. because they have so many people, people it, yeah. they don't rank really high. But they had eight people die over the Labor Day weekend. Yep. Yep. And, you know, there was a f- now former dispatcher. He he got a lot of praise and rightly so um, when Ella French was shot and killed mm-hmm. in, in Chicago. He was the dispatcher. He has recently left Chicago dispatching and taken a job elsewhere. But he did an interview, and he was saying that if an administration does not back its officers, they will go. That's why you're seeing the number of officers yeah. leaving Chicago um, so high. That's why it's so high, because they are not feeling the, the backing of their administrators. They just had a police chase where um, I think it was an armed robbery with shots fired. And I think someone was struck, and they were chasing them, and they were told to disregard the pursuit. Um because they just what? don't chase in Chicago anymore. And these are people who have, I think they actually shot someone during the course of an armed robbery. And now we can't even, they can't even chase the criminals there and they know it and they know. And even if they do get arrested, they're going to be right back out, out there yeah, because there's, there's a no cash bail system yeah. here. So in your professional opinion, and, and let's, let's go ahead and just pretend like that there is actual evidence that it does penalize you know, poor individuals. Let's just go ahead and say that there is evidence of that. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but would it still be worth it to completely eliminate it? In my professional opinion, uh, no. And and I want to be very specific, though, because I there's a difference between offenses that are harmful to people and offenses that are maybe not so harmful to people. Yes, they're against the law, but you're not harming an individual right. there by is a doing difference it. between trespassing. Right? So I'm breaking into a car and, and stealing something. Yeah. It's way different than me shooting someone and and that I want to intentionally kill. And I get to get out free for both? That doesn't make any sense to me because one is one I can understand a lot of the sometimes the juveniles do um or they're younger yeah. in age or you know whatever. So breaking into a car for me is not as big of a deal as shooting someone or robbing a gas station or robbing a person or doing something like that to intentionally inflict harm on an individual. 
to me, they're two different things. And I think that's fair. And I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Do you foresee, I mean, A, I think it's evident that, at least to me, and I think DC is, is actual proof and evidence that you had there, that things are going to get more dangerous. So do you think some of the repercussions would be, A, people fleeing Illinois, or like you said, um, with French there, people just leaving the force in general, and, and, and or C, or maybe it's all of the above, I mean, if I'm in Illinois, I'm either getting the heck out or I'm buying a gun when I hear this. Yeah. Um, I, there's so much packed into that. <laughs> I, I, I said from the beginning, this was going to be a lot. We were, we were diving into a lot. You know, I think it's, I think people are, people need to really be aware of what's happening. Right. So, so these things aren't just coming about out of thin air. These are people that are elected officials making these these decisions political on your yeah. behalf. Yeah. So I think people, I think they're becoming more aware and they're becoming more vocal about what they want and don't want, which is a great thing. I am all about civics. I'm all about, you know, knowing what your rights are, knowing how you have impact where you do and what matters. Um, so I think this is really making people take a look at, like, what are my representatives really doing and are they representing me? Um, and then I think that we'll get hopefully we'll get more people out to vote for people that that align with their values. And if this doesn't align with your value, then figure out values, then figure out what am I able to do? How can I talk to my representative? Yeah. How can I get get an audience, you know, and and get in there and talk to them? It's like this is not where I want the direction of the state to go or my local municipality. To me, I think it would really make residents and just communities in general. Just really vulnerable. Yeah. And especially, you know, some of these cities, some of these same cities have really, really tight gun restrictions as well. Now that's, oh, that, that's a good point. So, I, I mean, that. they're yeah. really hamstringing the general public um, and and, and, yeah, and also creating this this recycled criminal element. In, in you know, the Houston's another one. I, what, um, what about Houston? Houston's the same. They have they instilled some cashless bail, and I think the governor went in and, and implemented a statewide. No, this is what you have to have bail for. I think the governor stepped in last well, year in twenty twenty one in Ju July. I, I believe. missed that memo. Um, but they're still fighting there, and they have a they have a revolving door of criminals. And you, I I follow a Houston Police Department, um, their police union. They have a really good, um, they're very vocal on Facebook. Um, they have a platform there and they're really calling their politicians out and, and what's going on. And it's, it's frightening down there um, of what's going on. And, these, and they're just, and the people committing these crimes are just doing it over and they're getting arrested and they're just doing it over and over. So it really leads you to believe like, why even bother arresting people? Right. Well, right. That's what I'm basically saying. what we're doing is we're giving them a ticket to appear and then just sending them on their way. Why, right. why like do we even have a jail? Your word that they're going to show yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm glad it's not here. I'm glad we're not seeing that right now. Well, that was going to be my next question, though, Sophia. I mean, obviously, we're neighbors. And yeah. let's just say, Joe, I mean, okay, I got my, like you said, my little ticket here, and I gave you my word that I'll be back for my kidnapping charge. Yeah. I mean, who's to say they're just not going to come across the state line, hide out here? Uh, but we still have know. bail here. True. Well, okay, <laughs> good point. Yeah. We still have um, what I would consider a very... Um, pro-justice uh, legislation. Um, I think our our 
legislators are really on the side of law enforcement and just the general public in terms of their safety. Um, and I, I think that we'll be okay in the long run. Now, we do have a lot of people that come here because Fort Wayne, unfortunately, sits between Chicago, Toledo, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis. So we're kind of like the middle of this drug corridor mm -hmm. all around us. So we do see a lot of, of traffic through here of people from these other neighboring areas. Um, so that's always something that's on our radar, and we know that. Um, we get a lot of people here just appear, do some crime, and then take off again. Um, so it's something we're, we're aware of. But I think we're, I think we're going to be okay at this point because we have um, – you know, the backing of the general public here. Yeah. And and I've heard in Illinois that Chicago rules Illinois. Yeah. So whatever Chicago does, the rest of the state yeah. is going to do because it's, you know, so densely populated. That's unfortunate. And they, they, they rule the state. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we have that here at this point. I mean, Indianapolis really doesn't rule the state. No, we're, no, we're, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say yeah. that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Do you feel like this is kind of all part of that bigger rhetoric? I mean, we're starting to see it again, kind of from a lot of our policymakers. A lot of our lawmakers have taken on this kind of soft on crime mentality. And I, I'm not really sure why. I don't know if they're scared of lawsuits and hash, hashtags or whatever it might be. But do you feel like this is just kind of the, another step in that direction of the soft on crime mentality? I think that there are politicians um, among us that would like to see the country go in a different direction um, than where we've come from or where we think constitutionally we should be, should be if yeah. that makes sense, mm -hmm. yeah. um, without getting too political. Yeah. Um, but I also think that there are a lot of people that enjoy um, how we are. And, you know, as as more immigrants come here from other countries and you really take a listen to them. I remember um, when I was younger, there was a Russian immigrant that my father knew. Uh, my father ran his own business and he would come into that business and we, he'd, we'd sit and talk for hours. And I I didn't talk to him. I just listened because um, I was young. I didn't know. But they would talk. He would talk about gun rights and how wonderful it was to be in America. And and I remember all those things and what he said about how they didn't have anything in Russia and they were told what to do and they mm -hmm. couldn't have guns and, and all this stuff. And and I just remember thinking, even back then, I'm like, God, how lucky I am yeah. to live here. I mean, even with everything going on and all the flaws we have and all the things we need to work on, I am still so happy that I was born in America and I'm an American citizen. Yeah, amen to that. You and me both. Um, because it's a lot worse. And I think until you really realize that from other countries and you've actually lived there under that rule mm -hmm. of communism or socialism or something and really don't know, because I think we I idealize some things. Um, sure, sure. You know, we cherry pick yep. things out of socialism. Well, yeah, this is great. Yeah, but you don't see the backside of that. Yeah. People starving you in the street. You might like 2% or... of it, but you ain't going to like the other 98%. Yeah. yeah, and I just think it's unfortunate. And that's why I think it's just important to educate yourself and just don't take someone's opinion on something. Read up on cashless bail. Don't just, just take my opinion on it. These are my opinions mm -hmm. um, and of just stuff I've read and things like that. But but get on Google. Google search, and there's a, everybody has their little say. I mean, I pulled stuff from 
right-leaning things, left-leaning things, and you kind of meld them together. I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense, and they're kind of... It's hard to cut through a lot of that, that BS sometimes. Yes, it is. But I'd rather be the one cutting it than having it cut for me. Yeah, amen to that. Um, I, I don't want to just listen to what someone says and say, oh, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. gospel. You know, research it. And sometimes I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will say I'm wrong. If you say this is done and I look at them, oh, you're, you're right. I'll be more than happy to say I'm wrong. I mean, I'm, sometimes I hope I am wrong on some <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, Do you, will this cashless bill in Illinois have to be something that, like, the Fort Wayne Police Department does get educated on and need to really be in the know about? Or is it kind of you can... No, we kinda, won't have anything really gotcha. in there other other than if a criminal comes over here, but... But even then, um, what happens if they do? Let's say that this cash bill uh, is eliminated. It's January 1, 2023, and a criminal does cross the border um, after just giving his little ticket and, and his wave and handshake goodbye for kidnapping or second yeah. degree murder. As long as he's not committing crimes here, yeah, there's really nothing. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing we're going to do with it. There's no crime that's committed or anything. But I would caution them from coming here because we do have bail here. Um, we do have a very professional police department here. Mm-hmm. We'll handle our business that we need to. Um, and, you know, I, I know people don't always like the way we do things, um, but there, if you if you think you've been wrong, the place for that is internal affairs, not arguing on the street. Or in an email, yeah. which, you know, it's kind of a great segue as we're wrapping up yeah. here, uh, yeah. Sophia. Um, next week... We got, man, we got quite the email. I don't even know if we'll have time to share the whole email. That's how long the email is. There's a lot there. Um, But let's just say it kind of has to do with that. There there are some complaints, um, not specifically about one police department or another police department, just some kind of in general complaints. Um, And I've already ran the email by you. I know that you've seen it um, because we want to obviously email this person back. But it has to do a lot about threats and harassment. And, and in the off-the-mic conversations that you and I have already had about this, I was already really mind-blown by some things that you said that the Fort Wayne Police Department or Allen County Police Department can or cannot do when it just comes to threats and harassment. Yeah. Um, so I think we got to address the email on the air. Okay. I think we need to talk about threats and harassment. Um, That's what we're all about, right? If you have yes. a question, send it in. We'll try and get it, get you an answer. We actually have a text back line, too, that you can always chime in. Um, if there's something you want Sophia and I to talk about or something that you want us to address, you can text us at 46862. Uh, just make sure you put our names in it or unholstered so we know that you're talking to us because multiple stations here at the at the studios use the text back line. So 46862, Sophia, I cannot wait to get into that one <laughs> next week here on the show. If you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can always download the Unholstered podcast pretty much anywhere you download a podcast. Just search for Unholstered and you will find it there. Of course, we're here um, every weekend on WoWo Saturday mornings. That's another way that you can tune in. But until next weekend, your town, your team, your topics unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.